Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Bloom Wildly Live Simply podcast. My name is Morgan Bartell, and I'm so glad that you're here. On this podcast, I share my passion for all things motherhood, marriage, homemaking, homeschooling, and biblical womanhood, and all the things in between. It is officially the Christmas season, and for the next couple weeks here on the podcast, we are going to be diving into all things holiday. This is my favorite time of year, and I am so excited to share it with y'all. My prayer is that when you listen to this podcast, that you feel encouraged and inspired to cultivate your own heart and home to pursue the goodness of God in all that you do. Y'all, I'm just going to give fair warning that this might be a little bit more of an emotional episode for me to do. I Just a little bit of background before we get, get started. I grew up in the church. I was blessed to be surrounded by a Bible-believing, church-going family. I was raised in a beautiful church in Beaver, Oklahoma. And I was given the firm foundation of what it looks like to study the word of God for myself in that congregation. But what that has looked like over the years is hearing the account of the nativity, the account of Christ's birth over and over and over again. And after a while, it's just like, you're like, okay, I know it. It's beautiful. It's sovereign. It's got weight. It's got glory. But to truly see it, and truly dig deeper. It, it requires us to submit and allow the Lord to reveal and show a new layer of his nature, of his character, of who he is, of what Christ did in that moment. And so this year, as I've been studying, the see right now, I, I'm just going to promise y'all now, I'm going to cry. But as I've been studying out the nativity, there's been two things the Lord has really shown me. And one is from the perspective of Joseph. And I'll go into that more in detail in next week's episode. My husband's going to join us for that. But the biggest one for me this year has been the when the glory of God touched the earth through Jesus Christ in the moment he was born. We know the miracles that Jesus Christ performed. We can see those throughout the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We can see it throughout all of the scriptures. But to sit there and consider in an instant, that moment from when Christ went from within the womb to becoming a a human in our world, you can't tell me something didn't shift and happen that people felt. If you have been around charismatic church culture or some that are a little bit more exuberant or elaborate with their worship you've you've most likely heard the phrase you can feel the presence of god when he enters the room we prepare the space he's always there though he's always there so for us to sit there and think that we have cultivated something that now makes it able for him to join is just silly he is there what we have done in that moment is we have submitted all all of our will all of our motive and we have laid it at the foot of the cross to allow the holy spirit to do what he needs to do and y'all i just studying out luke this year specifically and doing a wonderful advent study over it but there there was 400 years of silence from the end of the old testament to the beginning of the new There was 400 years of silence, at least of recorded silence. And I know how it's been in my own life, and I'm sure you can relate, that there are seasons when it feels like the Lord is silent. And He's not. 
He's not often silent. One of the best quotes I've ever heard is, why do you think the Lord is silent? Don't you know the teacher is often, often quiet during the test? And so there's moments and there's seasons of testing and trial that we go through. And these are moments where we can truly lean in and press into God, even when it doesn't feel like he's right there within reach, but knowing that he is ever present, ever knowing, and never going to leave us or forsake us. But in Luke 2, I'm going to just read you a passage from Luke 2, verses 8 through 14 in the King James Version. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. There's some of y'all who might not know, but back in 2018, I had the opportunity to go on a missions trip to the Holy Land. I spent a month living in Beit Sohor, which is in the West Bank or Palestinian territory, which is just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Bethlehem. I was able to spend so much time in Bethlehem, but specifically in Beit Sohor, which has the shepherd's fields, and was able to visit the shepherd's fields, worship there. And the locals in Beit Sohor had the joke that the, they were like, we are where the angel first appeared because they knew that the people from Beit Sohor would spread the word fastest. And you guys, I just seeing that and walking that and then having the realization of the glory that was born on that night. It's just the Lord has done something in that in my own heart this holiday season. And so I wanted to share three small snippets of some songs and when i tell you like i hope you can feel the moment in these songs where it would have been the glory of god entered into that moment the glory of god was made manifest in the presence of his own creation the lord created man and woman and then in this instant when christ came to earth as a babe the glory shifted everything the story, the narrative, the end goal, as far as we could see, shifted. The faith of those that had been clinging on by the very last thread, who had been passing on faith and stories of faith and accounts of what the Lord had done throughout the Old Testament for 400 years, all of those who had been clinging on to that hope and that faith, that glory entered, that Messiah arrived, the Savior, Emmanuel, was finally here. And so these three songs that I'm going to share these snippets from, the first two are from The Birth of a King. It's an album by Tommy Prophet. It's very dramatic music. I love it. You just need to go listen to it after you hear these. And then the third in this little portion is the Nativity song from the recent movie Journey to Bethlehem. But I want you guys to go ahead and take a listen to those, and then I'll hop back into today's podcast. We see nowhere 
I don't know about you guys, but those songs have just been wrecking me. <laughs> There's that moment, that crescendo in the music. And all I think of is those that were just clinging on to hope, that were just barely hanging on, that still saw the hope of a Messiah in that moment. Their faith was ignited even more. The glory of God filled the area. It tells us right there in Luke 2 that the glory of the Lord shone around them. And that's the shepherds. And the angel is in a, the angel is set right before them and is telling them, Fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. The heavenly hosts were praising God. And in that moment, we were invited into that. We were invited in to that moment. And I just, there's moments in life, there's moments that we're all going to face where it feels like we are clinging on to our hope and to our faith on the very last thread. I know there is. And so I wanted to share a couple Bible verses that aren't the account of the nativity with you guys. Of course, we have Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. The Lord has a plan and a purpose for every single one of us, for every single one of our lives, and that includes a future and a hope. Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. The God of hope equips and empowers us through the Holy Spirit so that we can have a surplus of hope. You guys, like it's right there in the scriptures. Hope comes because hope was born because hope was made manifest from the heavenly realm into our world so that we could know Jesus, so that we could be made clean by the blood of Jesus. And it all happened on one night when he was born. And now I'm not going to get into all the brass tacks of was Jesus really born in December? Did the wise men, were they there immediately? I mean, if we're going to get down to all these things and all these facts and get stuck on that, no. I mean, you could do a deep cultural, theological study, exegetical even, on this and find these answers. But at the heart of the story, at the heart of the account, I don't even like to call it a story, guys, because a story feels like a fairy tale. And the birth of Jesus Christ is anything but a fairy tale. It is a miraculous truth that I cling to every single day. And I pray that every single one of you listening and every single person that I encounter chooses to do the same. But hope became so evident and so present in our lives as soon as Christ was born. Romans 12, 12 tells us to rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. I know it's hard to rejoice in hope when it feels like your world is crashing down around you. I know it's hard to be patient when it feels like it's just one hit after another. And I know how hard it is to be constant in prayer when you feel like your prayers are falling on deaf ears. But I promise y'all this, if you keep on pressing into Christ, you will see the fruit of that time spent in the secret place. You will see the fruit of the seeds that have been planted, that have been watered with your tears and intercession. 
it's a beautiful, tender moment when you get to see the answered prayers come to fruition because you spent time with the Lord. And it's not an exchange to just get what you want. It's an exchange of your brokenness for the wholeness that is only provided to us through Jesus Christ. Hebrews 11.1 1, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We place our hope in things not seen because there is a truth to the scriptures of which we read. We place our hope in a God that many might say is a magical wizard in the sky. That's a new argument that I feel like I've heard so many times. And I'm just going to tell you this. God is anything but distant. God is anything but some magical figure living on a cloud. Jesus Christ is anything but some happy sky God is one other one that I've heard. And it just breaks my heart. Because if they only understood, if they only knew. And it's so hard to put it into words because some of this stuff is, you have to, you have to experience it. Our pastor at our church here in Corpus Christi often says, a man with an experience is not subject to a man with an explanation. Because when you have an encounter with the true and living God, when you have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, nothing can explain away what you have experienced with Jesus Christ. Nothing can take that away. Nothing can explain it away. No rationalization, no analytical mindset can take that away from you. Isaiah 40 verse 31, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. I think about those that waited for that 400 years of silence. They waited and they waited and they waited. How many times do you and I have to wait for something so small? Like we are such an Amazon prime generation. We want it now, if not within two days, we have to have it super quick. Like we just, we don't know what it means to wait and rest with expectant hope, expectant hope. We don't know what it's like to have expectancy birthed in our hearts, to see the moves of God, to see the ways of God, to know God on a deep and intimate level. To wait is to have roots grow deeper. To wait is to have roots grow deeper. You guys, we could get things when we want them, but oftentimes it takes the hard stuff. It takes walking through difficult seasons. It takes going up on the mountaintop, coming back to a valley, up to the next mountaintop. It takes those things to build a tenacity within us to receive what the Lord has next for us. Because if we got everything we want when we want it, wanted it, the weight of the responsibility of those wants, of those needs, of those desires, of those things that we feel called to, if we didn't do the groundwork with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, if we didn't submit to following Christ's will, His lead, and His steps, we could not carry what we think we want right now. And that's a hard pill to swallow for many of us. But in that, we don't lose hope because we know we know that the Lord has a purpose for us. We know that there is hope available to us. In Romans 8, 24 through 25, for in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes in what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Let me repeat that last bit. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait 
for it with patience. Again, we have got to learn how to pause, rest, and wait. We have to learn how to wait, you guys. We have to learn how to be able to press in in constant prayer and to be patient in tribulation and to rejoice in hope no matter what it looks like. First Peter 1 Peter 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Jesus Christ was resurrected. Hope was resurrected. We see that in the account of the Easter story of the resurrection story. But hope was also born. Hope was also born. I can't help but think about both times that I got the opportunity to experience holding my sons for the first time. And what that felt like. Our oldest was born via an emergency C-section, so I didn't get to hear the first cry or anything like that. But I knew something was different when I woke up from my anesthetics. I could feel it, I, and then the moment that I held him, it was the new presence in, in my midst. It was someone who had always been there, yet I was just meeting for the first time. And then with our second born, who we are so delighted to have been able to add to our family through the gift of adoption, and we're so thankful for his birth mother who allowed us to walk out that journey with her. But the first time I got to hold him, then lay him on my chest. And again, it was that it was somebody who had always been present in my heart, but I was just meeting for the first time. And the glory and the hope that is found in Jesus Christ, it was there in those 400 years of silence. It was present in the hearts of those who were clinging on with faith at the coming Messiah, at the promised King. But in that moment when Jesus Christ was born in the form of a baby, with that first cry, with that first breath, with that first breath, everything changed. Everything changed. And so I am just a mess of tears over here, you guys. And this might be my most weepy, <laughs> weepy podcast I've done yet. But I had to share this with you because I know the magnitude it's placed on my own heart and the, and the expansion of understanding that it's provided in terms of seeing the heart of the Father, in terms of seeing the heart of those who walked this reality out in the biblical days. And all I keep saying is, God, be the glory, because could you imagine just being in the presence of that first breath of our Messiah in the world that we live in? Things change when Jesus Christ enters. A life changes when someone allows him to enter their hearts. I just wanted to share this with you guys. Because I knew if it encouraged my heart, that it might encourage someone else's heart out there. And I encourage you guys to listen to those three songs. The first two were by Tommy Prophet from the Birth of a King album. The third was from the Journey to Bethlehem soundtrack. It's the Nativity song. My 10-year-old has been giving me so much grief this Christmas season. Every time we run errands, one of those songs just pops on. I've got a playlist that is 120 hours long, you guys, of Christmas music, and 
there's no there's nothing ironic about it the lord keeps placing those songs on over and over for something to just be ignited in my heart because every time those songs come on i just weep i just cry in the front seat as we're driving and running errands and my 10 year old has given me such a hard time about it but i can tell you this the richness of conversation that has been able to be born out of me having this moment with the lord that i can bring to my boys I, I couldn't ask for a better gift this Christmas season, and I feel like that's one the Lord has given me. You guys, I hope that this has blessed you as much as this has been blessing my own heart to rest on the glory and hope of Jesus Christ. And I just, I'm so excited to dive into more of what the Lord has been revealing to our family even in this Christmas season. So make sure to tune in next week as my husband Colton joins us and we talk all about the account of the nativity from Joseph's perspective. I'm really excited because my husband, as I can't speak to the fathers out there, I can't speak from that perspective of Joseph becoming a father, but my husband who has experienced becoming a father by the birth of our biological son, who has been a foster dad and now an adoptive father. He has so many nuggets and gems that he has been able to walk and discover with the Lord as well. And I'm really excited for that conversation. It's going to be very relaxed, nothing super formal, and I promise I will probably cry again but i i guarantee you he won't be as weepy as i was <laughs> on this week's episode but i just thank you guys so much for listening and i pray you are having a wonderful christmas season thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the bloom wildly live simply podcast again my name is morgan bartell and i want to invite you to join me over on my socials you can find me over on instagram at at morgan bartell and if you're looking for a good weekly devotional, I invite you to visit bloomwildlylivesimply.com to sign up for my weekly Devo. You will receive a 10 minute or less devotional sent straight to your inbox every single Thursday morning. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys next week.